Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. With us on this episode is Henry Wash, the founder and CEO of High Aspirations, a mentoring program serving young African-American males. Welcome, Henry. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to have you here. And to tell us about the High Aspirations program, what is its mission? You know, we support African-American males socially, mostly academically and spiritually from 8 to 18. High Aspirations was a research project I performed while attending the Henry W. Block School of Business Management at UMKC in 2003. High Aspirations was founded on evidence-based, peer-reviewed, and empirical research from various backgrounds such as public administration, anthropology, sociology, higher education, psychology, black studies, and of course, business management. We serve African-American males from 8 to 18. Okay, that's what the research was was done on. But we do allow other young men to join. But we do have Asians, uh, Latinos, and we also have Caucasian young men. And and every Saturday, our programming is uh, chess. It's part of our core programming. Chess, chess, the game of chess? The game of chess. And then we also, on the second Saturday, we have leadership training. And then the third Saturday, we have pre-collegiate And then on the fourth Saturdays, we have community service. Now, it would probably surprise you that we have 76 wonderful community partners. And those partners such as uh, the Kansas City Zoo, Union Station, K-State, UMKC, Penn Valley, uh, Country Club, Bank, and many others who come and aid us in the programming of the organization to create uh, a better community for our young men. So you serve eight to 24-year-old African-Americans. Why this population? Why is that focus so important to you? You know, I I was the, uh, I want to say I was the phantom of the block school. Decided to take on this research project when no one else would. And the guy who really, really helped was Dr. Gary Baker. The research and evidence that really drove me here, uh, I've had a background of, of a lot of challenges myself. But just now, researching everything that happened with this particular group, I really understood why I was having issues. And and so we had a strategy planning meeting, and Dr. Gary Baker and our board uh, sat down to help with that particular piece. And uh, Mr. Block was the one who called Dr. Gary Baker to ask him to help with the strategy. The board decided to hire me on. I wasn't the greatest kid in school. And I felt like, well, I was going to get my payback. (laughs) (laughs) But everything has been really good. Now, I've I've had challenges with this particular group. They're kids. They're going to you're going to have challenges. But at the same time, uh, I think my wife and and my daughter, we get a lot of fulfillment out of high aspirations. There's nothing else that we would we would do. And and, uh, being a guest lecturer at Yale and being able to have the freedom to do most definitely what I what I would want to do, uh, and particularly with this. I could say I retired early, uh, which I did, uh, from a career that I, I mastered pretty much to step into my purpose-driven life. And so when I look at the why, it was most definitely purposeful uh, behind the research as well as my history and background that, that led me in this direction. I was able to stick my neck out and say, hey, if no one is going to do it, I will, because someone needs to. And it's just sad. Our society has come to what it has come to 
that folks are not willing to address the issue. When you look at the news, the first face you see on there is, is an African-American male who has done a crime, who has done something crazy. But we're the only one that's willing to stick our neck out there and say, we're going to deal with this. We're going to catch it before it gets started from 8 to 18. We want to get these guys mentored and give them a chance to get a job. We're going to give them a chance to uh, to get their education right, uh, socially adjust, and, and get connected spiritually and be supported socially. So that's the why behind it. When you talk about some of the people who help you out, I know one group that you have is mentors. Tell us about the the mentors who work with the people that you serve. You know, uh, one of my favorite mentors, and I've never forgotten this, uh, and I hope that he hears this, is, is uh, Barnett Hillsburg. There's a reasoning behind so many partnerships because it's necessary. And uh, he is a really good friend of mine. And he had this saying, he said, you know, if you always try to be everything to everybody, then you're nothing to nobody. And so we we need that team concept to to really come to play there. And so we need to understand that we're not experts at, at anything. And, and we need the partnerships for people to come and help us, you know. And I don't mean the name drop, but we got so many others like Terry Dunn, uh, Bill Dunn Jr., John Sherman, Mark Brandmeyer, Peter Klune, uh Ted McKnight, uh, Rick Butterfield, uh, John Smith, and, and we have Leo Morton, Anita Malbia, Dana Nelson, Tom Block, David Miles, Jonathan Kemper, Bill Dunn Sr. I know you guys know who that is. He just turned 100. Uh, 100. Yes. yes, he did. Yes, so. a huge achievement there. So lots and lots of people from all over the metro. How long does the mentorship last? Is it a one-year commitment or longer? I'm glad you asked that. It's a two-year commitment, and it's renewable. And so if, if someone has said, OK, I've had enough after my two years, they don't have to continue. But I find very often that that's not the case. Are you finding that a lot of the mentors get as much or more out of it as the young men who are involved with your program? I believe they do because those mothers, they cook really wonderful meals because <laughs> we have lunch now. And, and, and man, I tell you, they, they really enjoy that. So in what ways do the mentors engage when they come on these Saturdays? Do they participate in whatever activities are already scheduled, say chess or leadership, or do they have a separate program that they do in addition to those already scheduled programs now you got my eggs cooking now i think i think you i think we're getting there this is my favorite part to talk about so we just took these young men to k-state a couple of weeks ends ago there so there were some mentors who went and so they had a chance to actually participate went to the school of agriculture and architecture and some of those mentors really emphasize in those particular key areas so they had a chance to be involved there and, and they were just all lit up. It was just exciting. And this one particular uh, guy I know by the name of Stedman Graham, he's going to become the Kansas City pretty soon. He's going to be doing some things with us. And, and uh, he's one of our partners, uh, Stedman Graham and Associates. He's going to be doing some things with us. So I would classify him as a mentor. So he comes in, he does workshops with the young man. And uh, he really loves uh, this program and he really believes that it's something that's scalable, something that would really uh, be taken from uh, city to city uh, because it, it's just set up with the structure, the empirical and, and the, and the uh, evidence based research that's behind it lends to the credibility 
uh, within itself. We know mentoring is an evidence-based practice, but we have the empirical research and the peer review research to back that up as well. So Stedman Graham is coming to work with you on perhaps expanding this, but at the very least, working with you here in the Kansas City area, correct? Uh, yes. Henry, you've had a long and successful career, most recently with Freight Quote, a very successful company in itself. So what personally inspired you to leave that? Oh, man, now you're going to make me cry. You know, uh, this is a heartfelt <laughs> oh. touch story that I really will never forget. You know, I first, uh, I love working at FreightQuote.com, you know, uh, and I really thank Tim Barton for giving me uh, the opportunity to be there. Uh, while I was there, I began doing uh, high aspirations as a volunteer. My wife and I, 2000, 2003, we founded in 2003, and uh, now it's 2023. Uh, I tell you, um, you know, one of the things I admire is the Thompsons. The Thompsons are going to be the ones who are going to be uh, Paul Thompson and his wife are going to be our honorary co-chairs this year. We're bringing in Coach Ken Carter, the original Coach Carter, and uh, he has a remarkable story, and one that you should most definitely hear. And I think that uh, it's going to be an opportunity to touch so many people in the community who support high aspirations in that evening. And so it's going to be November the 3rd at the downtown uh, Marriott. And for more information, you can give us a call at 816-305-3234, 816-305-3234. Ask for my assistant, Regina Heath, and, and she will help you. Okay, and this is for the Mentors Challenge. The Mentors Challenge, uh, November the 3rd, uh, 2023, this fall. Is that an annual event, or is this the first time? It is an annual event. It's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to give back and help our community. And you definitely have some wonderful co-chairs that will be helping you out for that. And, and what is the point of the uh, Mentor Challenge? It's actually an advocacy uh, event, and it actually raises resources. Uh, we recruit mentors, uh, volunteers, someone who would be uh, interested in becoming involved in such a great mission as this. And so it's it's well grounded. It has a lot of credibility. Uh, combat uh, supports it. United Way supports it. And uh, we actually are a guide star transparency organization. I think it's a wonderful program uh, that's really uh, changing the narrative of how someone would view a program like this. In what way? Expand on that a little bit. When I say changing the narrative, you know, you look at the empirical research, you look at the peer-reviewed research, and you just look at the uh, evidence-based research that's behind this program. And it says that we're supporting these boys socially, emotionally, academically, and spiritually. And all those four areas, they're factors as far as why African-American males don't fare well in our society. We took those top factors in those particular categories and we put an answer to each one of those. And you don't really find that too often in programming that it's that intentional. So with the metrics that we measure, we're actually looking at the amount of time that we're given to each young man. And I know that a lot of people don't associate time with outcome, but we do. Because the more time we spend with the kid, the more successful he's going to be. With that in mind, what kind of results has the program yielded so far? When I look at the results, they're striking. Over 76 uh, program partners, over $3 million in a 30,000-square-foot campus. We renovated successfully in, in 2018. Uh, we invested over 75000 
uh, last year in workforce development uh, for our young men to, to have jobs. We also raised over 55000 for scholarships to help our young men uh, with school. The boys have moved tons, I mean tons, of dirt to make our campus happen. So they built it. Yeah, they, they pretty much, uh, now we had to have professionals come in and do work that they couldn't do. We, we've had over 15,000 contact hours. And, and when I look at this year in particular, the boys have moved over 50,000 pounds of, of dirt uh, to make their gardens and, and raised beds and stuff happen at the center. Uh, the boys have harvested a lot of produce from that so much that I've said, it's time to get those things out of here. It's just a lot, <laughs> just too much. 100% of our young men have a plan for their life. As a group, uh, these young men raised their GPAs from 2.5 to 2.8 last year. Uh, per young man, they perform a minimum of 36 hours of community service a year, and, and we don't pay them uh, to do this either. Volunteer. It's volunteer, it's all volunteer. And so we assist the Longfellow uh, community uh, with projects that they that they want us to do. We do things at the mentoring center. We help with harvesters and the list goes on and on and on and on. But uh, this particular year, we're going to organize things where we're just forming an alumni association. Mm -hmm. And so we'll meet two times a year. And so that's a, that's another opportunity for someone to become involved, because what we're going to do is encourage these young men to give a dollar a year. Each young man uh, that's graduated uh, from high aspirations, that's not a lot. We don't know their personal life circumstances at this moment. Uh, a lot of them may be saying, okay, well, I need that for rent <laughs> or I need this for that. Just a dollar. It shows the commitment and, and starts to establish that mindset of giving back to a very worthy cause. Tell us about this new center that you have. Where is it located? It's off of uh, 27th and Charlotte. And it's a very beautiful 30,000 square foot campus. We have a, uh, a small soccer field with a little track around it. We have a, a pavilion space uh, that's 2,200 square foot. And it's really, it's really so awesome. And we have 12 uh, raised bed gardens out there with switchbacks with the grass. And we have uh, inside the center, we have an inside uh, game truck that the boys are able to, to do some gaming on but they have to earn the right to go in there it's not something that they just get a chance to just experience without earning the right to go in there there's criteria and we also have some uh things inside of there like foosball pool and, and so the criteria is they have to have at least a 2.5 gpa and they also have to be uh involved in a program at least six hours a month and they have to be on good behavior at home so mom has the last say so. And if you ain't doing what you should be doing, you can't go in, in there. And so we have a, a, a very structured way of, of doing what we do. And the main area, we have a kitchen. And the same people who did Patrick Mahomes kitchen in his first house that he bought did our kitchen. And so I hope Patrick is listening to this. <laughs> we hope so, too. Maybe he'll come and cook for us one day. <laughs> and and, uh, and then we have breakout rooms, a uh, built interior. And so Mark Brandmeier, the CEO of the T-Bones, which was the T-Bones, now the Monarchs, he's on our board. He donated those rooms for us. And then in the just the main foyer area where we have all of our sessions, uh, it's just a great explosive area where we have a lot of transformational programming that occurs there. Wonderful. 
How many do you serve each year on an annual basis? Right now we have 147 young men. Uh, We have two cohorts. We have a cohort that meets at 10 o'clock and another cohort that meets at 3 o'clock for two hours. And each each cohort we have 70. We're we're over the amount of young men that that we would have because we're beginning to march toward, uh, of course, a third cohort. You have talked a lot about the mentor program, but for Henry Wash, who has influenced you most throughout your life? If there was one, it would be most definitely Mr. Block, no doubt, uh, because he touched my soul in a way that no one else has. Uh, We were very, very close. The things that he taught me, uh, you cannot put it inside of a book. I would say the other, if there would be one, would be Thurman Mitchell. He left KCTV5 to become a full-time minister and pastor. These most definitely would be at the top of my list. I know you wanted one, but I had to. I can't mention uh, just one because both of these guys were very impactful, very impactful in my life. You said that what you learned, you can't put in a book. But if you, if and I'm not going to ask you to limit it to one, but if you could mention maybe maybe the most important lesson that you learned and that has really become an integral part of your life? Uh, it, it had to be integrity and then achievement, compassion, enthusiasm, and most definitely teamwork. Both of them had that in common. And then finally, uh, I look at spirituality. Though one had a different belief system than the other, I, I just took so much from both of them because they adored their, their wives. They loved their wives with all of their heart. They loved family and they would do anything for family. And uh, it's just the basic things in life that you can take away from that will take you further than what people think. You know, integrity is a very big deal uh, with anyone, uh, with me in particularly. And that's because I was mentored that way. I'm just a regular normal man. I'm a square. That's just me. I, I go home. Uh, I go to church, you know, with my family. And, and uh, I'm with, with high aspirations. There's not much to me at all. I don't go to the nightclubs. I don't do any of that type of stuff. And I feel like that as leaders, it's, it's our responsibility to, to be mature enough to understand what true integrity looks like. You were talking about how Stedman Graham is going to be working with you on possibly taking this to another level, perhaps across the country. So what are your next steps for high aspirations? You know, we earned uh, the Kansas City, Kansas Community College Hall of Fame in Kansas for the work that we do with the young men from that particular community. We have increased our reach in that particular population. And concerning the young men who attend high aspirations over the last couple of years, we've had a really huge impact in that particular area. And so we don't have a timeline yet. Nevertheless, uh, we should be planning our expansion very soon in the near future over in Kansas to do some things uh, with that particular group there because it's just a natural segue there. And uh, the things that we're doing with Steb and Graham uh, here pretty soon that you'll hear a lot about, uh, that's another way we're going to expand as well. One other thing that we're going to do is uh, through what we call the High Aspirations University. What we're going to do is look at partnering with with 40 corporations. We'll ask them to come in and do a presentation to young men. It's an outreach program that any company could benefit from uh, the workforce to improve their workforce. These young men would get a certificate at the end of those two hours with the possibility that it would open up a door for them to walk in the door 
uh, to pursue maybe a, a opportunity uh, with that particular corporation. And so we're looking to do that because we know that a lot of folk struggle trying to just find good people. And, and if we're able to help in this way and expand our reach, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help Kansas City be a better place. How can our listeners get involved? They can become involved and be a volunteer through helping with our garden. We do have a lot of community service uh, clean cleanup projects. Uh, they could be a mentor and mentor a young man to success. Uh, they can help with tutoring. We have a tutoring program. Uh, we also have piano lessons where we do piano with our young men. And then we uh, also have singing lessons as well. Uh, they can volunteer to be a guest barber to come and cut hair. Uh, they can volunteer uh, in a variety of ways. So just don't limit yourself because there's always something you can do, uh, even if it's volunteering for event planning. Well, we, we need help there as well. So uh, our volunteering to give a dollar, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's, uh, it's always a good a good thing. Uh, you can get us on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, we also have a website, uh, www.highaspirationskc.org. Uh, that's www.highaspirationskc.org. You can also call us at 816-305-3234. That's 816-305-3234. Uh, we're on KPRT, Gospel 1590, every Friday at 645 a.m. I know that's pretty early, but that's that's the time that we come on and we're there uh, with Debbie D on that morning show. You are doing a wonderful service, not just to the community, but for generations to come. I mean, you're changing lives right now that are going to change other lives. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Henry, and for all that you do and all that you work with for the Kansas City community. Thank you. Appreciate you. And I just want us to take this time out to say thank you uh, to PJ, uh, to Paul Thompson, Joe Close. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And you are rock stars as well. Appreciate you. This is Joe Close, president of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Henry Wash for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. True to its name, High Aspirations is laying the foundation for participants to achieve something great with their lives. In doing so, the organization's impact extends beyond the young men currently engaged in the program. It is elevating the opportunities for their future families and therefore raising up all of Kansas City. As Henry noted, High Aspirations emphasizes integrity, achievement, compassion, teamwork, and enthusiasm, all of which coincide with our core values at Country Club Bank. Given that alignment, it is only fitting that our chairman, Paul Thompson, and his wife will be serving as honorary co-chairs of this year's mentoring challenge taking place in November. We hope you'll consider getting involved in supporting the important life-changing work of high aspirations. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City, Country Club Bank, member FDIC.